I'm Chuck Brandian, professional comedian for more than 30 years. And I'm Amanda McKinney, John's daughter for more than 30 years. Our family believes laughing is a learned behavior, and we want to teach you how we do it. So welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. Welcome, Carl, to our kitchen table. We are super happy that you're here. If you're listening to the podcast, your name is Carl. You are our neighbor. You live close enough that you can just walk over anytime you want, swing open the back door, come in, grab a If there's not already coffee made. I want coffee, but it's five o'clock. It's too late. I had some coffee before I came over, and I'm going to regret that. But uh, we are, we're having a great, I'm going this weekend to do a show. Oh, and uh, I don't know these things. Um, After I book them, I send all of that information to Tabby, and she handles that. So you don't keep track of it. Yeah, I'm going to go do a marriage conference in uh, oh, yeah. North Carolina this weekend. I vaguely remember that. Play the newlywed game with those people. It's going to be fun. I'm going to teach a class on how you can use comedy to be more fun in your marriage <laughs> and less fighty. Less mm-hmm. fighty, angry, picky pick. Right. Picky, sounds pick, like fight. you're ready to go with that. So, <laughs> sounds like it's going to be a success. I am. I'm ready to go. I do need to look and see what the title of the talk is because uh, I don't remember. It got changed a couple of times. I know. So That's why I have to look because I can't remember what it's called. It's, And it would be good if I can remember the title of the talk that I'm giving rather than calling it something that it's not. Uh, so I'm uh, doing that, and we had a uh, we, we've got construction in our house, not at our house, but at our in our neighborhood. And you knew about that, right? Like for this whole summer, this whole summer, Carl, it's been just construction up and down the streets in our neighborhood, and randomly, it's it it almost feels. Like they don't have a plan. Like they just get up in the morning and the street department goes out and goes, okay, we got some stuff to do. Let's start digging a hole over here and let's uh, let's chop up the sidewalk over there. And, no, the city and let's always has a plan. The politicians and, yeah, the, the council. The people in charge. Yeah, the city council the and experts, the mayor, I'm sure. The people who are doing this literally. Now, it's going to sound like I'm making a joke. It's, uh, occasionally, I will over-exaggerate. Occasionally. Over-exaggerate. Uh, yeah, exaggerate. Which I will exaggerate, is not an over-exaggerate. example of that. Exa- over-exaggerating is an, over-exagger- is an exaggeration. Right. Yeah. <laughs> occasionally, I will exaggerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not exaggerating. I have left my house like on some afternoons this summer and this fall, I will leave the house, I will go to run an errand, come back an hour later, and the street is closed that I just drove on to leave my house. I'm very sorry for your plight. (laughs) Well, you know why I'm doing this? Because when I try to start into a topic for a conversation, you scold me. You're like, oh, I thought we were going to chit-chat a little bit before we got into the topic. I thought we were going to talk about it a little well, bit. Well, I tried to talk about coffee, and that you just blew right over that. So I said I had coffee. Did you have more to say about coffee? No, but 
<laughs> but you didn't ask. This is the first time you've asked, so. I think Carl can probably hear the, I don't know if it's coming through the microphones, but my kids are listening to some video in the background. I I can't hear it, but that doesn't mean that Carl can't. So that's that's what I had in mind, to just welcome Carl into the house, let him get acclimated to the environment, which includes noise. Silas just woke up from his nap. He did not pee into your bed. Well, that's the rumor. I don't. I haven't actually gone and looked with my if own eyeballs. If you trust the three-year-old, he, he says, did not pee in the bed. He didn't. And the almost six-year-old says he didn't as well. And so okay. with two witnesses corroborating that testimony, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. least the odds are better. That, the odds are better. Yeah. Because the six-year-old would not hesitate to report on him if he well, peed. Would she? It depends. They're not fighting right now, so she might have so sort of a team. she might ally with him? Yeah, like a team mentality. And she also didn't want to have to go look. That's the thing. She's one of the ones she watching the video. She might just say, oh, he didn't pee, and she has no idea. Right. She might just be talking about she whatever might. she wants me to hear because <laughs> she doesn't want to go. She's just saying something that's going to lift your spirits. Right. So she doesn't have to go look. <laughs> I'm just going to say something that'll make mom happy. Yes. And Both of them, in fact, would have that that perspective. Yeah. Yeah, and there's because Silas doesn't. That's kind of that's that's nice. It's nice that they want to say things that are going to make you feel good. It's not about me. It's not nice. It's about them not having to go up the stairs (laughs) to mess with it, to deal with it. It's not about me. It's about them being lazy. Is really what it is. But Silas doesn't get in trouble. Highlight. He doesn't get in trouble for peeing. He he usually just looks at me and says, (laughs) "I didn't try to do that." It's not about me. Right. As if intention. Right. Well, is, it's, it's his way of saying it's an accident. Right. If it's an accident, then it's it's better. And it, that's true. I mean, right. unintended things He'll are say, better than like, intentional. If he pulled his pants down and deliberately peed into your bed like it was a urinal, that right. would be different than sleeping. He says, I'm sorry, mommy. I didn't try to do that. I didn't and then, do it on purpose. And that's all it really, I always tell him, I know you didn't. I just get tired of washing bedding sometimes. So uh, I have yet to see if that's going to be what I'm doing later this evening. Well, let's hope not. Yeah. Let's hope. that. And um, also, uh, I'm going to have to get up and let the dog in. Mm-hmm. I don't own a dog. Nope. But I can see him walking up the... Blake is here. Yeah. Our old friend Blake. Our old pal. Who's was around since you were a child. He was... No, I was in college. Tabby was a child. But yes, my sister's... It's my sister's dog since she was the age that my oldest daughter is now. Mm-hmm. And he's... He's still kicking. He's still kicking, getting around. And he, he does better at your house than he does at our house. He stayed at our house for a couple of days a few weeks ago. And, you know, he's okay, but he just lays around. It's, it, he ref, he's like a chameleon. He adapts to the environment that he's in. At our he's house, it's very peaceful here. and lazy. And so he was peaceful and lazy at our house. He's been and laying around here, here too. but he's it's chaos. He does every now and then just kind of sit up with a burst of energy and, and then go. he wants to go to the back door <laughs> because he wants, he was snapping at bees yesterday. And I was like, you dog, you're going to get stung well, in the he mouth. Well, he eats them. He I eats know. bees and moths and flies. <laughs> I know. This is the time of year to eat bees too because they don't move very fast. They're slow. Yeah. yeah. They're very tired. You can just basically suck them up right off of the furniture. That's, and That's what they were doing. They were really close to his face, and he just kind of sat up and snapped at one. I was like, if I have, if you yelp and I have to treat your little lip, I'm not going to be very your happy. Your dog lip. <laughs> yeah. 
This is the time. This is it's good. It's good fly eating season out there <laughs> for a few more weeks. Well, probably not even that long. First, first good frost, and that'll be the end of it. There won't be any more bees to eat. Good, because they're also getting in the house, and my kids are freaking out. But anyways, Tabby's uh, out of town, and that's why I have the dog. And so, the, and we're on fall break, so there's no schooling to do, and and so we've been cleaning. So mm. this whole week, I've been pulling stuff out of closets and throwing stuff away. And Luke has been working like one of Santa's elves out in the garage on your yeah, on my closet, closet that has been a while coming. It's been a while in the making. It has, but it doesn't matter. He's he demolished my old closet roughly two? three and a half years ago. Oh, three years ago. I thought it was two. Yeah. No, three years ago. So. <laughs> so. For, I, I don't know what you want me to say. Forgive me if I don't, like, <laughs> jump up and down on a, a table. Yay, I'm getting a closet. It's going to be great, though. I mean, he did <laughs> he did your pantry, laundry room, pantry slash laundry room. Yes. And that was. Yes. And still is a, it's a work one of, of art, and it's favorites. functional yes. and practical. That's our. That's my favorite kind of project when it when I can get more storage space and it actually works for what we're trying to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So he put a bunch of open shelving in my pantry, and I now can wash laundry and store a whole lot of food in the same room, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And I thought. You know, it'd be great if I could hang my clothes up in my room. And so I said, hey, honey, can you build me a closet? And he was like, He said, sure, and destroyed the closet you had. And then he said, give me a minute. And he ripped down my old closet. (laughs) He put all my stuff up on a temporary hanger thingy, little cart thing. And then then he went and did other things for three years. And then he got busy doing other things, too. He's he's hung up chandeliers. He's he's built built several things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well... So anyway, I guess we'll give that update. We'll give the closet update when there's an update to get. We got a nice note from a listener who's who truly appreciates everything that we do on the podcast. But and then she did agree that uh, it's important to have Amanda on the podcast. Good. So that's sort of the sentiment that keeps recurring. Yeah. If it weren't for me, then we wouldn't have have had a nice leisurely lead up to whatever we're about to talk about. That's true. But if it weren't for me, we wouldn't have you. That's true too. So, (laughs) so I do play a small role. Nobody said you did in your success. Go ahead. Is this male? No, I'm just, I'm just repeating it for my own sake. Not because anybody else needs to hear. What is the sound effect? I wonder, I don't know. Push it. Um, see what it is. GK Chesterson. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good enough. I forgot about this that. Was guy, this was a guy. <laughs> this was a guy who uh, who wrote us, and basically he was listening to our conversation that we had with Chris. And real quick, uh, using the word "slave" uh, certainly acted as a multiplier of the offense. Is what he was saying. Wait, uh, what? Chris got in trouble for using the word uh, "slave" in his talk. Right. Our friend Chris, who does school. Speaks to school students about um, about bullying and how to be resilient and mentally and emotionally tough. He gave a speech in which he talked about slavery. I mean, he didn't talk about slavery. He just no. literally referenced it. Right. He's, the word popped up in some other context. And I can't remember now because I said I didn't know. He's, he said, oh, the sticks and stones may break my bones was an old uh, slave uh, like a motto that the slaves would say right, to each other. Because they, because they realized that they were going to be abused, but they were... 
They were resilient. Verbal abuse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was what upset him. And so he used the word slave. And so while using the word slave certainly acted as a multiplier of the offense, uh, what I think the reaction was to the core of what Chris was trying to teach. Chris wants teaching... Uh, wants to teach resilience in the face of words, but the teachers involved actually want the exact opposite. They want people to read into every situation as much offense and oppression as possible. Resilience is a direct challenge to their beliefs. And I thought that's good. No, I disagree with that. You disagree with it. Yeah, because it's giving too much thought to what's actually going on in the teacher's heads. Just because they're not aware of it doesn't mean that that's not what's going on. They don't want people to read offense into things. Uh, they want to be the ones reading offense into things all the time because emotionalism is very selfish. And and to say that the teachers want others to do that too is not true. Selfish people don't want other people to be selfish. They they want to be the only ones who are thinking and and doing only out of their own, you know, emotive tendencies. They want to be the only ones that the world revolves around. And so it's but they're not aware of that. No, they're not they? aware of it. But if other people started being as easily offended as they are, they would hate it. They they don't want that. They don't want other people to be Because it would be competition. It would be competition. They want to be right. the one the world revolves well, that's, around. So. That is I, I think that that's I think you're kind of agreeing, aren't you? But just for different reasons? No. They don't want other people, they don't want their children and their students in their classroom to be like them. Okay. They don't want that. I get it. I understand. And actually, I was just talking about this with the sisters this last week, not on a recorded podcast, but just in conversation. And um, Marla, my sister-in-law, was saying that she has been having conversations about selfishness because we've talked a lot about the opposite, selflessness, on our podcast, and she's had some pushback from people who are all about self-love and self-care and oh my gosh, I, that's, mental health. That, that's basically everybody, isn't it? Yes, we, we've had we had that on display at the Olympics this year when a yes. when an international world class athlete dropped out of the Olympics for self-care. Correct. Uh, yeah. It's everybody on Instagram. Every female influencer on Instagram is preaching the and self-care Everybody gospel. stood up and applauded her yes. for being heroic, for dropping out of the Olympics. Right, to take care of who matters. Number yeah. one, look out for number one. Right. And so what I pointed out for Marla, because she's, she's in the process of trying to help people who are upset or disagreeing with that. She's trying to help them understand biblically what's good about sacrifice, what's good about... Um, thinking of others, what's good about real love being, you know, others focused and not inwardly focused, all of this. And that's fine. What is good about that? Well, (laughs) what's good is that's how we were created. I hate being selfless. What's good about it? It's how we were meant to be. And so if we are being true to who God created us to be, it's the fuel on which humanity is supposed to run. It is is us imitating God as best we can. And therefore it's good. It's us being holy as he is holy. And there it's, even though though it kind of sucks while we're doing it it's good for us she's coming from the perspective of trying to give like um bible verses and you know explanations about why this is actually going to be good in the long run and what i said to her was marla you don't have to convince other people that selfishness is a bad thing just point out that they hate when everybody else is doing what they're claiming they want to do themselves like they they're not treating others the way that they want to be treated because mm-hmm. nobody wants to be in the same room or vicinity with a selfish person. Right. A self-loving person is the kind that everybody finds awful. 
And in particular, Marlo's talking to a girl who's always going on about how abusive her mother was. Like, always talking about how they had a terrible relationship. Her mom is toxic. Oh, right. we hear that word all the time. Mom is toxic. And right. I said to Marla, you just need to point out to her that she's on the exact same path her mom is. Mm-hmm. The exact same she's path. equally toxic. She's doing everything her mom always taught her to do, which is think only of herself. Right. Me, me, me. And she's like, well, I was never taught to love myself because my mom... And I said to Marla, just tell her, it's because your mom was too busy loving herself right. to love you. Do people need to be taught to love themselves? Aren't we kind of born with that? They don't think so. They think that she, like this girl and many, many, many TikTok, Instagram ladies, they think that because they were raised by a selfish individual, they need to turn around and be more selfish because nobody took care of them when they right. were kids. They were not properly... Yes. They were not properly indulged by other people, so Correct. they need to self-indulge Correct. to make up for it. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's probably exactly what your toxic mother or toxic father or whoever you are bad at. That's probably exactly the kind of philosophy they had. Oh, I'm sure. it's it. That's everywhere. There's so many people are, uh, I, I get railed at every day, multiple times a day for contributing to people's quote self-loathing right you know you're speaking to all these people and you're adding to their self-loathing and it's like excuse me these people don't hate themselves right they don't loathe themselves they think that they are the most important people in the world it's kind of complicated because they do go back and forth between it it is this complicated well that's because of uncertainty right it's hatred and obsession with self at the same time it's because they don't have they really don't know what they think right. and what they believe. But one of the things I got to do was explain to Marla, Megan, and Tabby, my sisters, um, the root of the word narcissism, which they didn't know. Which is, which is narca? No. <laughs> Nar- narcy? Do you not know? <laughs> Narcoli? You know the root word of the word. Come on. I'm not sure I do. You don't know? Uh-uh. Oh, good. I get. I know. I know the history of the word. Okay, what is the history of the word? Wasn't it nars- narcissus? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because Sigmund Freud invented the word narcissism. Okay. And he used that Greek myth about narcissus uh-huh. as the base. So yes, the word comes from yes, Greek I know mythology. That. And so I don't know what the root is. That's that's it. The root is the name narcissus, which okay. was um, a Greek. A Greek myth about a guy who was just so obsessed with himself that he saw his own reflection in the river and fell, fell in. in love. Yep. He didn't fall into the river. He fell in love at first thinking it was a different person. But then when he realized that it was himself and his love for himself could never be properly requited, mm-hmm. requited, requited, Re- requited, returned, returned, um, reciprocated reciprocated that's a good word he when he realized that it was it was hopeless because basically he was so depressed he couldn't marry himself right that he committed suicide right yeah and so i said that to to marla and she <laughs> goes no way and i said yeah and she goes he, he loved himself so much that he actually got more depressed and died killed right, himself because he could not he was not capable of loving himself as much as he, he deserved to himself. be loved right yeah right and that's that twisted, like it's both it's both self-loathing and self-loving, and it's just nasty, and you shouldn't even start to head down that path. But all that to say... It's all because I think I'm awesome! All that to say, the, the teachers who are trying to raise students are so self-absorbed and so nar- narcissistic, 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 
they can't, they're not even thinking about the students at all. When they're contacting the principal, they're going to say, oh, I'm worried that our students, blah, blah, right. blah, you right. know. I'm worried that this is going to have a back, this is going to have repercussions for the students. Right. I'm Chris only worried about back, the students. I don't want him to have a negative impact on our students, so please don't bring that Chris guy back. But it's not about Chris, and it's not about the students. It's all about them. I read something today from, uh, what state was it? Kentucky, maybe? That they are that they want to put students back in masks in school, yeah. Because the faculty and staff are worried about getting sick, mm-hmm. and it and the same thing. I didn't know we were going to talk about narcissism, but that's what <laughs> hit me as I was reading this. It's like you know what they should do is you, if you're that afraid, if you're a public school faculty or staff member, and you are terrified that these little children are going to make you sick if they don't wear masks, then you should quit. You should just quit your job. And let somebody go take your place who actually values educating children over their own uh, well-being. But but it's actually all of that, all of that is just a failure to really abide by the golden rule, though. Like, if you make the mistake of thinking, oh, these teachers are teaching this way because they want to make little, they want to make their students like them. That's not totally the case, I don't think. Going back to our email, I love you, Carl, and I see what you're trying to say, and I we probably agree on a lot of things, but I don't think this, this is what happens when you write to us. By the way, Carl, <laughs> it's like you will get. Well, seriously, this is, you just need to know this. When you write us an email, we will respond to that email and we'll think about it. And sometimes and we don't agree. Sometimes exactly. we won't agree. Yeah, I. They are not actually trying to create others. Even like though the themselves. peaches disagrees more than I do. <laughs> hey, I I'm disagree. the more agreeable one. No, that's true. I agree with that, but. <laughs> Uh, what, what am I saying? But they, they don't want people to be like them because if they, if their students actually grew up and became like them, it would be more narcissism, more self obsession, more, but they wouldn't like each other. They wouldn't, they'd hate each other. They would hate each other. Yeah. yeah. And so the only reason that they get along now is because the teacher has ultimate authority, right? The teacher gets to say, and the teacher gets to do what she wants and, or he and wants run the show. and they yeah. get to, they run the show and the, the students cannot actually push back, but that is changing in the public school. There are. There is a group of uh, people in the public school who are being advocated for by various administrators and so on. And so it's it's becoming a clash of the intersectional groups in public school. Well, I mean, yeah, I would argue that they're all they're all the same, but um, they are the same. But they're but they're still having a, a battle for power. And that's the reason that the battle is so is so violent is because nobody really has the moral high ground and again (laughs) nobody's right nobody is acting in a way that they would want another person to act which is what i'm trying to get at and i brought up the golden rule and what's interesting is i think just a couple of weeks ago i read a comment where i admitted to somebody else that when i was a kid i used to twist the golden rule on purpose like i remember thinking to myself if tim my brother treats me this way obviously he wants me to treat him that way too right so i can hit him you know, or I can take his toy or I can, he used to, <laughs> I used to make frozen pizzas and put them on the counter to cool. And my brother would come down the stair or come up the stairs. He was living in the basement at the time. Take the pizza, the whole pizza. And eat it. Off the counter. Right. Down to the basement. Return to his cave again. Right. And then I'd come back to get the pizza that I cooked and it was gone. gone. Right. And so I would, I would reason to myself like, oh, okay. I guess this is how he wants me to treat him. He wants me to steal his things. I should take his pizza and other things. Yeah, so what's funny about it is just today, my 
10-year-old and 8-year-old were having lunch and talking about this, and everybody was bickering. All four kids were bickering. <laughs> Even the 3-year-old who yes. didn't know what the conversation was about. Yes. Well, they because they were bickering over, like, his hand is on me, or he put his foot over here. He obviously didn't treat me the way that he wants to be treated. And then Colin goes, well, that means I can hit him now, right? Right. And I went, no. And he goes, but listen. Because the golden rule, he treated me do that others way. the way they do. But it doesn't say do unto others as they do unto no, you. No, no. But if they are abiding by the golden rule, if you assume that they're abiding by the golden rule, then you go, oh, they must be treating me this way because that's how they want to be right, treated. Right, but that's But that's not... It's that it still doesn't work because it puts it on you. It the the right. golden rule is inescapable because it has to do with your conscience, not the other person's. Right. I understand that because I have outgrown the phase that my <laughs> well, kids currently are. You in. have, but I've encountered that exact thing in adults, you right. know, in grown-ups who are who still say this. They've said the exact same thing to me. Oh, the golden rule. So that that means that if if I if I encounter somebody who I, I like to be. And I can't. I can't use that example. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not even using the example correctly. Anyways, they give some really vulgar you example. Don't, you of just something started that to some start weird with them. Twisted no, no, thing no, 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 that no. somebody's into. Right? No, that's correct. If they are, if that is genuinely what they like, then they are technically abiding by the golden rule. If they do unto others what they want to have done to them, where it gets messed up is where they start with the other person. He called me a name, or he Ouch. hit me in the head, or he took my pizza. Therefore, assuming that he's abiding by the golden rule, I can now right. treat him I, that way. I get it, but it's still it is still an incorrect application right. of that. If you don't if if you don't consider what the other person actually wants, if you are if if I want uh if, <laughs> I can't think of an yeah. example. Well, here's the thing, if, Dad. If I, I like... already explained it to my kids this afternoon and explained what's wrong with it and why <laughs> the golden rule still stands. So, if you would like for well, me to share, no, stop, stop <laughs> it. I understand what I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying something different. Okay. What What I'm saying is that the golden rule, if if you, you're still applying it selfishly, if you're saying. If you're first and foremost saying, well, this is what I want to have done, therefore I'm going to do it to this other person, without giving any regard to what that other person no, no, wants. No, that's not the golden rule. I know, it's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not the golden rule, but that's the way some people are applying it. You know, no. Don't shake your head if at me. He, yes, they do. If my son is asking, can I go ahead and hit the other person since they hit me first? Mm -hmm. The question still remains, is that what you want someone to do to you? Right. Do unto others right. what you want them to do to I, you. I am not invalidating your point. I agree with your point. Right. I am saying that it is a that you that the golden rule is also an excuse for people to be very selfish if they if they say, well, this is what I would like to have done to me. Therefore, I'm going to force you to do it because the golden rule says. Right. Yeah, I don't necessarily think... I think people are lying when they say that they... I think people are lying when they say, I'm go this is what I would like to have done to me because nobody wants to be forced to do anything. So I don't understand how you can apply it that way. Just, it should work. That's if you how treat, it is applied. If you treat That's others, how it's misapplied, actually. If you treat others the way that you genuinely want to be treated, then it should work, and it's fine. But nobody wants to have a vaccine forced right, on but them. The, but people, right, but some people... 
what they'll do is they'll use the example of uh, BDSM, masochism. Okay. You know, they'll say, I like it when people whip me with It's with not chains. true, though. That's not true. Like, it's not true that they that like... they don't like They it. don't like when a stranger comes up and whacks them with a chain. That's like, the point that I'm trying <laughs> to make, and you keep telling me it doesn't make sense. That's, no, but they're lying about what they like, though. They're, that's not... It's not true when they say, this is what I like. There is no example of a thing that you genuinely like that you can then say, therefore, I'm going to go do it to another person. That's, that doesn't happen. Because okay. even a okay. person... Okay, so... so you're you're agreeing with my point but you're saying that people don't really do that even though you're saying that they, that they lie yes whereas i was taking them at their word right. and misapplying the golden rule you're saying that they're just straight up lying right. about I'm it right i'm saying that they're I'm, it's <laughs> like my it's like my son if colin were to say yes i do actually enjoy being hit in the head right it's not true and, and right. even if he were but to there say, are some people who enjoy kink <sighs> and they apply it no. i'm telling you it's it's but but you're saying that they don't. There is some level of there's a level of um, dishonesty because they don't want some random guy that they don't like, some person who is an enemy of theirs, mm-hmm. an ideological enemy, somebody who's aggressive, somebody who's doing something with ill intent, like like you're claiming they're doing when they misapplied the golden rule, which right. they are. They right. don't like that. Nobody likes having okay. somebody come it, and force all, them. All I was saying is that it's a misapplication of the golden rule. Oh. And people put it. See, this is why it's so hard to be me, Peach. This because I have to argue with these people all the time. <laughs> you only have to argue with me. And I am reasonable and sensible. No. And I understand your point of view. And I give you credit and no, acknowledge your point of view. I have to argue with Whereas my 10-year-old and 8-year-old. I, I have to talk to people who are out of their minds. I had and to they argue never with Come to four my- children at the table today, which is what I'm trying to share. I'm trying to explain <laughs> that I told the kids that they they need to treat others the way that they want to be treated, honestly, the honestly the way that they want to be treated. Right, I regardless. Agree with that. And I and then the six year old piped up and said, "Because two wrongs don't make a right, Colin," and that's true that's because correct. ultimately. That's where his... Who said that? The six-year-old? Emery. Yeah, the six-year-old. Emery says Jane. to Colin, because two wrongs don't make a right. She's and, heard that from her mama. Right. And if you are applying it from your perspective, if you're always asking yourself, would I want this done to me under the exact same circumstances? Under, not, just the, <laughs> not just the action itself, but like who's doing the action. <laughs> what you couldn't see, Carl, was the look that she gave me while she added that little... Under the exact Addendum. same circumstances. She not looked just, at me like, don't oh, even jump in again, Dad, I because like I'm not. I like strawberry ice cream, so I'm going <laughs> to jam it in this guy's nose. I like it. Don't even open your mouth, Dad. I like it because... when people thwack me with a big cone of ice cream, so I'm going to do that to this other person. It's like, no. I know, but I'm telling you, those are the conversations that I have with these godless I don't know why you have the conversation instead of just doing what I did, which is like, you're lying. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Nobody likes that. Uh, Some people really do like kick. You let people throw you off with that kind of garbage. No, nobody likes having some doofus from the internet. They don't talk about it like they don't say with a random stranger. They always say it's because that's why you have to say it would be it would be with a person who's not even a person you know, like like you don't know that guy who's talking about it. Right. So you're saying you're just gonna go handcuff some guy on the street because you liked it. Well, but the golden rule, but the. 
my god! Oh, it's so it's so great to be you and get to have conversations with reasonable people like I, me. I because what know. people do with the golden rule is they don't differentiate between strangers and people in their family. They just apply it across the board or misapply it across the board. That's the problem. I'm saying yes. apply. It's misapplied across the board. No. If they applied it, like, the, if they were treating others the way they genuinely want to be treated, mm-hmm. they wouldn't go handcuff some person on the street. There's, I don't care how much you're into some weird, crazy Right, but you said fetish. it again. You're, you're talking about random strangers <laughs> right. versus people that you have a relationship with. Correct. And okay. if, the per, if it's a person that they have a relationship with, they probably do both enjoy it and, enjoy, and have that... That's all I was saying. And it's not a misapplication. Oh. It's it's applied correctly. <laughs> if you're treating others the way you want to be treated, then you're applied correctly. I'm tired of talking about this. Then then it's misapplied. But I'm tired of talking about this. I feel like we unnecessarily complicated it. I was trying and to. And I'm bring saying up, we, meaning meaning you, me. I was trying to bring up the golden rule because I think that there are teachers out there who are trying to teach students how to be. Their servants, those who those who are part of the world that revolves around the teacher mm-hmm. or some other narcissist, and not because they're trying to teach them to be mutually contributing members of society. Genuinely selfless people. Yes, people right. who who apply the golden rule equally or, or um, right. They're teaching the golden rule for their for their for, own for selves. their own purposes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they want they want minions. Because they right they want people who they who want minions. Defer to they them. want people who do unto them. Whatever they want done, and they don't have to reciprocate. There's the word. They, right. They don't have to do it back. They don't have to treat their minions the way they want to be treated. And it's important to mention at this point that, again, emotional people are not thinking. They certainly are not spending 20 daggone minutes on this rabbit No, trip. they're not. They're not arguing with their father about it. They're not thinking in terms of, like, if-then and logical linearation right. or linear thought like we've been doing. And, and emotional people don't think introspectively. They never, they never see their own uh, flaws right. in their thinking. They never see themselves as selfish. Correct. They never see themselves as being the if perpetrator. If they agree with you, if they agree evil. with like a thing that you've said, anything that I've said about selfishness or anything about the golden rule, if they agree, it's they will apply that to somebody else. They think it's going to get them right. to have somebody else treat them the way they want to be treated. And it's because my mother was a narcissist. Yeah. I told because Marla was upset. She's like, why? Why won't this friend just like read the Bible verses that I'm giving her? She's all about you know encouragement and and good quotes because and things. Because the Bible convicts her. And I said she would she would read it if she were pretty sure that there was stuff in there that her mom needs that to That would convict read. her mother, right. Yeah. People don't read the Bible because uh, because it convicts you. Right, right. I said she's the kind of person who reads Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud. My mother needs to read and this. And says, I need to make sure all yep. of my family... In fact, that was really funny. I said something about that to Marla. I said she'd be the Have kind of person. Have we bashed boundaries on this podcast since we've been on the FLF network? I hate the book Boundaries. <laughs> it is always recommended by therapists who need it more than I do. Always. They, they're they all about boundaries. Put boundaries around others. Make sure there people go, don't Carl. accept your, your, or people accept your no and your yes. And you're right. the person in charge. And everybody else needs to march to the beat everybody of your drum. Everybody get in line and do what you say because boundaries. It is a narcissist dream. And they, really they tell them themselves that they are reading it to protect themselves from narcissism from narcissists from people like, who are who are building unhealthy yeah. boundaries everybody and those are people, who reads this book is the worst the like, abuser people, in their family the yeah. unhealthy boundaries people
people are people like us who ask questions, you know, go, wait a minute, why are you doing this if you say no, you believe that? I'll tell like, you, boundaries! People with unhealthy boundaries are people like you, Dad. When you let somebody bring up BDSM in a conversation on the internet and you don't immediately shut that down and be like, get out of here. I need to get a copy of Henry Cloud's book. You probably do, but the people recommending it because they loved the book completely missed the point and don't realize that they are the ones that the rest of the family is there's needing another, to put boundaries around. There's, a, there's further proof that God has a sense of humor. It's the people who most need the book boundaries are the people who are most likely to make fun of it yes. and discredit it. You could benefit from boundaries, perhaps. But I've been talking about how awful it is for years. And I said to Marla in the course of this conversation, this is the kind of person who would read the book Boundaries and just love it because she thinks that it's what her mother needs to hear, but she would never apply it to herself. And Marla goes, that's interesting because I was just thinking she'd probably love the book Love Languages, but only because she'd want everyone else to speak her love language and she wouldn't want to learn probably true. for other people. And I thought that was true too. Not five minutes later, her friend says to her, I don't think you're respecting my boundaries right now. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. In a text message? Yes. <laughs> Marla took a screenshot and sent it to me, and I cracked up laughing. I was like, I called it. I called it. And I said, I just want the record to show. I am not like into voodoo magic. I don't have tarot cards. She doesn't I'm, do it's uh, not a crystal, crystal ball. ball. Yeah. yeah. I just have a lot of experience with this type just of person. You just kind of know people. You just have patterns you start to see after a while. Well, they do. They use that language all the time. If you just pay attention to the sort of stuff that people like that say and sort of stuff they post and whatever, you see these words. Yes. I was very I was still laughing and proud of myself because normally it's not a five-minute turnaround before something I say comes true. Do you know, pride <laughs> goes before a fall. <laughs> That's fair. Somebody told me that on Facebook. Too. I did see that. <laughs> Thanks pride for the goes warning. before a fall, John. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, friend. All righty. Anyway, I don't know if there was something else you were going to do besides read that email, and then and then we were off to the races about. Well, that's actually sort of a segue to what you wanted to talk about because we have been talking to people about. Uh, well, one of the things that I wrote about a couple days ago is the line that I have been using for a number of years now that always gets me in trouble with some people. I would say, if I had any respect for your beliefs, they would be my beliefs, and. Yeah. That's the line that that lost me. One of my best friends in high school uh, doesn't speak to me anymore because you're disrespectful. Because I couldn't. Because I just I wasn't even saying it to him. I was, just, I was just saying person. it generally. If I had any respect for your beliefs, they would be my beliefs. Okay. So the key word there. Wait a minute. I'm going to do this. Peaches in a whirl. Oh, okay. This yeah. An official. And this is just a couple minutes. We can't we can't whirl for a long time because we've been over the last couple of episodes. But um, I just the key word in that quote of yours is the word beliefs. If I had any respect for those beliefs, right, they would be my beliefs. Or you've said ideas before, and and I say that on purpose. I don't say if I had any respect for you, I right. would have I would your, have beliefs. your beliefs, right. right. And there's a reason. Sometimes you'll say, if, if I had any respect for those opinions, they, they would, would be, be my opinions. opinions. You can substitute beliefs for, for thoughts or ideas, ideas or opinions. opinions. Um, right. but, but people don't do that. They no. don't hone in on that nuance. And so they immediately get all squeamish and weird because they're like, he just said he doesn't respect me. Or right. he doesn't respect people that he disagrees with. And it's like, no, no. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. people... Right. And their opinions. 
And so, and the the fact is, I'm not even saying anything that's controversial because they feel the same way. They just don't have the the guts, the stones to say it. Should I pull up the thread that involved? They feel the same way. Somebody on your uh, Facebook. Yeah, you can call that up. But the reason I like that quote is because it's very succinct. Sorry, you're interrupting. And it's very to the point. Did you say Emmy can have a podcast? I did not say she could have a podcast. But guess what? Your daddy's home Colin, now and he's in the kitchen. So you can Colin just in. came in and started talking to his mother and she says, you're interrupting the podcast. And so he put his hand up to his mouth, put his hand up to his mouth to speak to her. But he put his hand on the other side of the microphone. So it made absolutely no difference. In fact, yeah. it might have made him a little bit louder. I didn't say if you're interrupting, please stop interrupting by just talking by quieter, being quieter yeah. or repeating it off to the side out of the corner. But of one mouth. of the things that you'll discover, Carl, as you go on this journey with us to become uh, funnier... And, uh, and more solid in your convictions, or more solid in stating your convictions, is that when you say things succinctly, uh, it it tends to trigger people more quickly than when you blow a bunch of flowery paragraphs at them. And where'd it go? And uh, it especially convicts them if they if they sense that there is a bit of truth and they agree with it and if they if they agree with it and at the same time they perceive it as rude um yeah then you're definitely going to get yelled at because yeah. now because they're conflicted they're having big feelings now it's like ooh that thing he said is true but it's so harsh and so mean i'm going to take to the airwaves and i'm going to try to adjust his thoughts on I'm this gonna, anyway yeah i'm going to take that's him down that's what's so funny about it is it's your opinion that you're stating when you say you know we shouldn't respect ideas we should respect people, but mm. not ideas if they are bad ones. And they come and push and then back. They're gonna fight with me. They come and push back on your idea that you just put out, right. and they don't seem to realize that they're they're actually confirming what you've said. Right. If they still respect you as an individual, yet they're going to push back on what you right. said. As we said earlier, people don't <clears throat> uh, emotional people don't think they about don't think. that stuff. So this person said. I don't respect all different beliefs, but I do respect some. For example, we attended a Presbyterian church for nine years. We met and served alongside many wonderful Christian friends, but then we studied baptism more deeply and became Baptists. But we still respect our Presbyterian brother's view because we know they love God. Did you hear me say dough? My nose is stuffed. We know they love God <laughs> and the Bible just as much as we do. And they know and teach the gospel. They just have a different view of when children should be baptized. Uh -huh. I very strongly disagree with their view for many reasons, but I still respect it. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't respect the view. You respect the people. It's not possible to respect a view that you do not believe is true. You just can't do it. So here's what I said. You respect the people. And you still respect their views on many other things, like their love for God and the Bible, which is the thing that she mentioned. Right. But you no longer Because you respect, agree with those views. Right. But you no longer respect their view on infant baptism because you no longer believe it's true. I know it's hard to say I don't respect that view. It, uh, it feels weird, but that's what happened. You can still respect your brothers and sisters in Christ without respecting their view on baptism. Right. And she said, I do respect their view. And they respect mine. We just don't agree with each other's Gosh. views. <laughs> and I said, uh, I'm we're sorry. We're trying to help you. I'm sorry, but I don't think you're using the word respect the same way the post is. Like, I finally just was like, "You're." if you want to use the word respect, then okay, but I don't think you're using respect correctly. And she says, I agree, indeed. And I contend the post is using the word wrongly. 
Hence my comment. Uh-huh. And I said, so you don't respect the post? And she said, I respect it. I just disagree with it. Uh, and I said, awesome. Uh, <laughs> Looks like John Brandon Comedy is doing everything right. Thanks uh, for the encouragement to keep it up. It's so simple. Here's all, here's all you got to do. The, the problem is that people are, t- are taking opinions and beliefs that are inconsequential. And, and you know, like... And I'm not saying that baptism is not consequential. I, what I'm saying is that people, they, they don't take two stark differences of opinion. For example, uh, I respect people who return uh, a wallet that they find laying in the street. But I also respect people who take all of the money out of it and keep it for themselves. It's like, do you? You're talking about people again, though. I, 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 respect, I respect I respect the, the belief that it's okay to take money yeah. out of the... Out I respect of, the, I, I respect the act of returning a wallet, and I also respect... I also respect bank robbery. The act of keeping the wallet. Right. I, yeah. respect, I respect returning a wallet, but I also respect well, people who don't return a wallet. And she did say or she... I respect not returning a wallet. She did say she does respect... She does not respect all different beliefs. There are some different beliefs that she both disagrees with. Right, but that's worse. Now she's respect. picking and choosing. I'm just saying, and I I told you earlier today too that this I can understand because we also have people who are overstating their beliefs when they're not actually very confident in them, like the the old Earth, new Earth debate, mm-hmm. like right. the age of the Earth debate that we talked oh, about. Oh gosh, we've been through that this yes. last week. And there are fundamentalists who stand up and confidently declare <laughs> that their way of interpreting Genesis is the only correct way because God is so clear and everything in the Bible is just obviously true as you read through it one time and you've pretty much you got, got it you got everything you, you comprehend the mind of god yeah. with one with mm. one read through it's and just so everything that you think the bible says is also what god himself says right so there's that level of fundamentalist but then there's also the type of fundamentalist that's afraid to make any claims or any absolute statements for because they're going to disrespect somebody else's views and it's not right to disrespect views and that's what it boils down to we've got this fundamentally wrong belief that it is that it's not okay to disrespect views right and it is okay to disrespect views and she even said don't respect them didn't even realize what she was saying it's like we still uh, we still love those people and we agree about this and this and this and this it's like right, right you respect those views because you agree with them right and, but we still respect the views that we don't agree with, and right. that's where people somebody get else it wrong. brought up uh, the the prime minister of Canada and the president of the United States, and he's like, you know, I might respect the office of the president, but that doesn't mean I'm going to adopt him as my president because I live in Canada, and it's like. No, uh. no, no. You're still confusing people with ideas. Right. I said, do you respect right. the the ideas that the president puts forth? Probably not all of them. You know, you pick and choose that you respect some of the ideas and you, you respect don't respect. the office, but not all of the ideas Correct. that come out of that office. Correct. And that's what I said. And he goes, well, yeah, but uh, that doesn't mean that I'm going to adopt all of his ideas. And I, I said, no. Correct. You'll just adopt the ones you respect. You respect. Right. Yeah. And that's, it. it's, it's tricky. It's nuanced. I'm getting tired of having to defend your random statements that you make. <laughs> Get that used to it. Other people don't understand. Get used to it because I'm so good at putting it succinctly um, <laughs> that it's going to. Can you have what? Yeah, we have a lot of people. We're over time. You're saying in the microphone. Can I? Nope. Say. Suddenly, Silas is shy. Say, can I? He's not going to do it. He doesn't want to do it. All right. We got to go. 
You want fruit snacks? We got to go, Carl. Uh, this is the button. Go to jumpradio.com. Think about becoming a Click member. If you don't watch Skew's Starving Comics Quarantine Show on Sunday night, you should give that a watch. It's always a good time. Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time on YouTube. Find out about that at johnbrandy.com. And uh, listen to the other stuff. A.D. Robles is going to be on the podcast. Oh, soon. cool. Um, a couple of weeks. I didn't know about that. Yep, it's coming up. And so. I got to go get some fruit snacks for this. Boy. We got to go get fruit snacks, Carl. See you. You can find John Branion on MeWe, Gab, and YouTube. Also be part of the show by emailing your questions and comments to nextdoor at johnbranion.com. We've loved having you at our table, neighbor. See you next time and bring some friends with you. 